Good morning, Misfits. This is the Unprepared Podcast by Misfit Athletics, where I take a topic and I don't tell the co-host or the guest before the show. I tell them now, and then we're trying to elicit a nice, genuine conversation. This week's topic is brought to you by Sharpen the Axe, sharpentheaxeco.com. We got some great stuff. Active lifestyle wear crafted for those who know what it takes we've got misfit athletics gear we've got sharpen the axe gear we've got a bunch of new stuff coming out on may 22nd this podcast will come out sometime in the vicinity of may 22nd and we'll have some new fancy stuff for you there also one more very quick housekeeping item the misfit (laughs) the misfit athletics app is live in the app store really exciting to have a super accessible way for people to get after our programming are whether you, you're a free or paid user whether you are a free or paid user free users get misfit wad paid users get a whole bunch of different stuff cheer all right ready are we ready yes sir topic of the week is goals i like gold. not hockey hunter <sighs> goals. <laughs> goal setting goal whoa you're adding achieving. a word Goal. There are no rules here, sure. Oh, sorry. Throw up. It's Blue Sky Podcast. Blue Sky Podcast. All right. Except I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm goals. gonna get into it a little bit because there's there's a reason. I want you guys to help me work through this. Okay. I don't have as much of a like, this is my opinion on this topic. I want to work through this, the three of us, and try to find out where this fine line is. I find that people think that they want something based on what the end result could mean mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Like you're, you're at point A, you're trying to get to point B. Can we please skip all of what it takes to get there? And then, okay, now I have, who knows what it is, more recognition, more self-confidence, more fame, more whatever. And then when it's time to really get after the work, whether this is in your professional life, whether you're an athlete, whatever it is, that, we say things like, oh, I don't want to do that part. I don't want to do this part. Like, I, I think this kind of ties into the last two topics, the only other two topics, <laughs> uh, the nature versus nurture and the ego thing. Because like you're saying, people have that kind of, they look up to the kind of the top of the mountain, so to speak, as to what their goal is. And they don't necessarily think, and there's value in not like overthinking the goal itself and how to get there. But once they realize the effort and time, energy, resources that are required to get to the top of the mountain, so to speak, it becomes much less realistic or it just is just like, eh, I was, I didn't actually, that wasn't actually my goal. Like, right. I, I like want, the mountain I metaphor. I feel like that's me anytime I go for a hike, I get to the bottom of the mountain, be like, oh, it's gonna be cool when I'm up there. But the actual like process of getting up the mountain is not necessarily always the most fun part of it unless you learn to embrace it. And I think that actually goes back to the ego topic from last podcast is that a lot of us don't want to put ourselves out there and say what our goals are. And once we have said that, those that are brave enough to do that, understanding that most of what happens between point A and point B is what you're actually like seeking. That's the stuff that actually makes you better or helps you achieve your goal. But a lot of us like to try to jump from point A to point B. So it's super important for you know, at least the conversations I have in profession as a coach that you can't just overnight, you know, snap your fingers and you're there. You have to work towards it. So 
I, I really, really love goal setting is something I make sure that I have a conversation with, with any athlete I work with or any client that comes to the gym. I try to find what their why is because I find that people tend to stick a little better when they have what like their context is for whatever their, you know, that's fitness. If that's personal development, if that's, you know, learning them, you know, violin or whatever, they have to have actionable steps to work towards it. Um, but I, I couldn't be more, um, on board with goal setting. I just find that a lot of people are reluctant to do so because we want to have our own ego and we want to save our face. We don't want to potentially fail or not achieve this goal in whatever said time we yeah, have. Yeah, the, the thing that I go back to is I have this conversation a lot at training camps. We'll, we'll get people into that mindset of being really inspired. But then when they want to talk about their goals, they want to talk to me off to the side. They don't want to raise their hand within a group. And that's when I tell them, that's when I truly believe, like, you got to put this out into the universe. You got to tell your significant other. You got to tell your friends. You got to tell your family. You have to put it on social media. Like, make it real. Do you think you it's know? like an accountability, like a personal accountability thing or just... I do. I do. Like, owning the fact that this is your goal, being confident enough to say it or... Both. Yeah. Both. Because at the end of the day, as cheesy as it sounds, if you work as hard as you possibly can and do everything you can to reach your goal... That process is what we're after. Right. Exactly. We're not after the end result. We're not after all this stuff. We think we are because it would be nice if that, if the journey was the end result, but that's not what it is. No. Because then once you get there, you, okay, so you did do the work and you get to point B, does your life end now? Yeah, like, it's not over. Right. You, you kind of got to keep going. So I love the accountability aspect, um, but I find that so many people that talk about what they want versus the people that are willing to work for it. They think that, you know, oh, I don't like this part of the job. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. And it's like, okay, well, you like the other, whatever, 60, 70% of your job, and you have to think about it as a total package. Like that 30% that sucks, that really eats at you, <clears throat> like, let's figure out how to make it better mentally or, or whatever it is. So I just, I find that the people that I want to do goal set, you know, I want to like, say, hey, we need to say that we want to do this. Like one of the examples that comes to mind is China really wanted to come in first at regionals, but never dared to say it. I mean, she teared up when she told me about it when we first started working together. Like, and she's like, you want to know what? No, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I want to come in first place at regionals. That is my goal. I'm putting it out there. And she went and came in first place at regionals for the first walk time through, walk through it <laughs> and and it was just one of those things where it's like okay that's the kind of person that i want goal setting china's going to get her work done better than anyone that i've ever met so that's the kind of person again that i love to have that for but you know do they need do they need it as much because they're already doing the work like this this is where i'm stuck on like i don't want to make some like inspirational instagram posts it's like everyone needs to like put their like craziest wildest dreams out there because like the whole like speaking it into existence thing is a crock of shit in my opinion i think yeah i think it's it's really individual dependent you have to understand if you're the type of person or if you're working with the type of person who thrives on having something like hanging over their head or if that's more of if that detracts more from their ability to work because if you know if it's somebody that that struggles having that goal over their head then every single thing that they do is more like I'm getting further away from my goal, not closer, and it and it becomes a, a hindrance versus people who like maybe they maybe they do better just focusing on the smaller things. The goal is maybe a, not completely clear, but they they 
they thrive without that pressure of something like hanging over their head. I think that goes back to ego too. You talk about <clears throat> our last podcast, someone who is so concerned with the end result, but doesn't understand the process of what you have to do to put in there. Like don't understand that you have to embrace the struggle. Like something you see all the time in our community is that you either like, you either like get better at what you're trying to do. You you know, you're succeeding in whatever your goal is, or you fail and you learn from it. And it's a way to grow further. And I think a lot of people could really benefit from the fact that like, you know, in our context, winning a workout doesn't really mean much. It's what did you learn from that and how can you apply it? And if you didn't succeed in the way that you wanted to, what did you learn that you can then change for your next time in making sure that you don't make the same mistake twice? Because what we don't want to see anyone out there do is goes for the athletes we work with or whatever their goals are. We don't want to see you making the same mistakes over and over again. So now that you have done X, Y, or Z, and you've seen how the outcome played out, you can now decide to reevaluate and figure out where to go from there. So like, I love the idea of putting a big picture goal out there, but I think something that would really help a lot of these people who have these like magnificent goals or these, you know, down the road type of thing is to have small steps, like little, like you said, like almost like a carrot hanging in front of you that you get to that one. And then you take the next step, take the next step, take the next step rather than just being like, I have one big goal with no real plan to get there. But what kind of homework do you have to do first to know that you actually want that, that you want that lifestyle? Because it's not, it's not, again, it's not the thing. It's what it takes to get there is what actually becomes your existence. So like, what kind of homework does someone need to do before setting a goal? You know, like, instead of just wishing like, I, man, if I just had like a million dollars, it'd be the best. Like, I'm not interested in doing what it takes to get there. But like, there are a lot of people that think that they want to go to the CrossFit Games. You know, that's the example we're going to keep using. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we know. And wouldn't enjoy the lifestyle so it's I, like you, you, you don't even want that like that's the kind of thing that i'm saying like like where's where is that homework like wh what to, does someone need to do to vet their goals mm -hmm. for it to be realistic and you know like, i think this it goes, is it the kind of life kind of goes back to like hunter said with the individual it's different from person to person but i think that once you've decided that like all right this is what i want to work towards and you've you know, sit down on a piece of paper, you write down like what you think are the steps are to get there. And then you go try taking on one of those steps and you find that you either get enjoyment or dissatisfaction from that. That's a pretty good indication. And I don't mean like you had one bad workout and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. But if you find yourself constantly like not wanting to go to the gym or not wanting to do the work that's necessary, it's probably a pretty good indication that you had this lofty goal or ideal, but you're not willing to do it. And you should potentially investigate other things that could bring you happiness and give you something to work towards because we've seen it in our community you know going on i don't know seven or eight years in this this type of atmosphere there are plenty of athletes who say on day one they want to come in and be a regionals games whatever level athlete and then when they get down to the brass tacks of it they start working and going i don't really like this all that much like doing you know, all these warm-up pieces eating a certain way putting myself in the gym for so many hours well, see, that's, that's to, to me, that's the other side of the coin is it's not as much to me a lot of the times about getting your training in. It's the sacrifices that you make. Yeah. So, that, so someone's, you know, your goals and your desires, <clears throat> you know, these priorities, all this stuff has to line up oh, yeah. like, or it's just not possible. Yeah. It's, it's less to me about setting like the micro goals, at least up front. It's one like, okay, saying I want to go to the CrossFit games. That's fine. And then it's doing like an honest assessment 
what what do I need to be able to to sacrifice in order to achieve this goal? And do I one have the resources, time, financial support, whatever that allows me to do this? And two, do I have the the willingness to do it? Am I am I willing to, you know, spend come go do I am I willing to and do I have the time to be in the gym five, six hours a day? Do I have the willingness and time to be weighing, measuring food, meal prepping, all that kind of stuff, which obviously takes going time. Going to bed at when home. your friends are do going I, to do something. Exactly. Like, yeah. Sleeping like, <laughs> can I, is my wife, girlfriend, whatever going to be okay if I black out the room and make sure it's 63 degrees every night? Do I need to <laughs> sleep somewhere else in order to make that happen? Like how far are you actually willing to take this in order to achieve your goal? Because the bigger the goal the far the farther out of balance your life needs to become in order to achieve it especially when it comes to like high level athletics yeah and to me that's such a massive part of when when we're going after goal setting creating this accurate picture of of what everything is going to look like and it's our hope as a company that we provide enough of that information for people through stuff like vlogs through stuff like Oh, Boston and Caroline seemed every time anyone takes a photo of the gym, they're like in the background, like you can find them yeah. there, like, like that sort of thing. And then, you know, just wrote the article, how to qualify for the 2020 CrossFit games. That's essentially what this whole thing is about. You know, if, if you can handle the consistency and you have the humility, are you sure are you third thing I wrote about, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah, I think. And then. Once you, you say that goal, you look at the things that you might have to do to get there. I think the the last kind of checkpoint is, are you doing it for like the right reasons, so to speak? And the right reason can be different for everybody. Like, I'm not saying it has to be this, this high it, and it mighty. It could be financial. Like, yeah, it might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It might be. It might just be like, I, I want to have said that I was a CrossFit Games athlete. I, I want the free gear. I want whatever. That that's fine. Like whatever your goal is, is individual or whatever your motive is, is dependent on you, but you need to make sure you have that. Some, some will have cracks in in them a little easier than others, but you have to know yourself to to understand where, where that's going to come from. So a lot of what I've said so far has been framed under this idea of, I don't like hearing that someone really wants something and they're not willing to work for it. Let's flip that upside down. Let's let's be coaches. That's what we are. How do we coach people to come around to the idea of a lot of fucking hard work? Like, like what steps can someone take? What person can take themselves from everyone thinks I'm lazy or, you know, the worst poison, I think I'm lazy, to I can do this. I'm capable of this. What steps are we asking people to take? What baby steps can they take to make it? from where they're at to where they want to be, even if that's just a mindset. I think a lot of that goes into self-reflection. You actually spend some time, you know, away from people, do your own thing. If you need to get, you know, go out in the woods somewhere and think about this or like put yourself in your own like office and think about it. I think that's the first step is to make sure that like you take a long, hard like thought on how am I going to do this and what, what makes the most sense. And then I love the quote of like, you know, words are just words. Actions are what actually mean things is what are you doing as an actionable step towards whatever this goal is? Like, it's one thing to write this thing on the, your, your mirror in your bathroom or to have a sticky note next to your computer that says, I want to do this. But what are you actually doing to make that happen? And it doesn't need to be like all of a sudden one day I do all of it at once and I'm there. It's 
it's one little step. It's what I like a snowball starts rolling down the hill. The, the more momentum you can build by doing these steps and putting these things into place, the more it's going to be hard for you to stop type of thing. And you just look at it like, I look at athletes that come to the gym who have specific goals. Like I want to go to regionals or I want to go to the games or whatever the competition is. And the first few times, you know, maybe I feel out of shape or I haven't, you know, I'm took a couple weeks off. I'm getting back into it. And then they start to be like, all right, well I can handle this. And then, you know, they get a little bit further in the cycle. Like I feel stronger. The volume doesn't feel that bad. And next thing you know, they're able to take like a, maybe a, a test week that didn't go so well and turn into a retest week that went really well because they built momentum each week and built consistency, which I think for a lot of people is the missing factor. You see a shiny object, you pursue it for a day. You see another shiny object, pursue it for a day. And before you know it, you've had all these great ideas, but no action to back them up. You just see something and go, I'd like to be that without actually putting the steps to, to get better. And that's where that. cycle structure within our website comes from. Yeah. The idea that like we wrote about it in the subscriber newsletter last month. Like if you got to do an open workout, and, and it was one that you knew that you weren't going to be great at. And then you had five weeks to fix it before you hit it again. You bet your ass that so you would better. figure out a way to get better at that. Yeah. And if you know for a fact that you can do that, if you know that it was the open was, was exactly that way, then you can reverse engineer that scenario for any damn thing that you want. So otherwise we have these, we just, it's, it's, Week one, day one, and it goes on to an infinity. Like that would be that that would be really tough mentally. But having that retest, that test retest built in there, and knowing that there's proof within five to seven weeks that I can get better at something, that can that can create that momentum that we're talking about. Right? Yeah, and I think on an even smaller scale than the weekly or like kind of the test retest a few weeks apart. Once you've got that overarching goal established, you've determined that you are at least in at least right now willing to make the sacrifices necessary it's almost putting that goal on a shelf and not touching it and zooming in on like as small as like a workout you know and not even we're not even focusing on the cycle we're not focusing on the week we're not even focusing on the day we're focusing on one thing to improve at a time in each training piece and that we're taking something positive out of that that mindset even if like you're that mini goal within a workout doesn't go as planned. It's your choice whether you choose to say, I learned something from this or I failed at it. Because in training, there you're not if you're if you're saying I'm winning or losing in training, you're already putting yourself behind. It's it's either you you achieve the goal, uh, which you learned something from, or you didn't and you still learn something. And the mindset needs to be I I have learned something and therefore I have put myself closer to my goal. Right. So one thing I think that's really important that gets overlooked is the like shared agony of the human race. A lot of people aren't aware of the fact that like the feels are extended to just about everyone. Like we all go through very similar stuff, but You're not special. we don't talk about it. <laughs> we, we don't talk about it. We don't put it out into the universe. It feels like we're alone in what we're going through. And that includes people feeling like they're either a novice at something or they're lazy or they're not good enough. All they see is that end result. All they see is, you know, Matt Fraser goes into a dungeon and he comes out and he's whatever, 25, 30% better than everyone. And they're just like, oh man, his parents were Olympians or they make some sort of, you know, kind of excuse that's there. They're yeah, when, to hard work. <laughs> when, when he talks about when he was a weightlifter, he was like severely out of breath going up a few flights of stairs like and his dad would make fun of him so he has not always had 
that engine that he like forged himself in a basement in Vermont with the wood paneling and such. Yeah. And, and, th- and that, no, go ahead. Sorry. And the, that, that whole shared agony thing, we can then take that and realize that, you know, one of my favorite quotes ever, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. Like we're, we don't see it until we've passed the checkpoint. You yeah. don't see, you don't know that you're running past the checkpoint. I have a visual of my childhood. You're in, you're driving the race car in the, in the video game. And you know, you've got to get there. You got three, two, one, and you got to get through the checkpoint or whatever for the time to start over. Like, yep. yeah. like you don't see that there is no clock counting you down. There is no sign saying like, Oh, you made it here. You have to go past making it and then turn around and look back and go, Huh? Holy shit. I'm not lazy. I just needed to put some work in. I just yep. needed to, to focus for a little while. And then, build a little momentum and you're a little bit more confident and you're willing to take on more. I mean, I love that example because, you know, I think a perfect, a perfect demonstration of that is, you know, when we started this, one of the big goals in people's mind was like the sub seven, you know, 2k row. And for a lot of athletes, it's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And so you convince them to put the work in and they, in their mind, it's like, all right, I got to work for three years to be able to do this. And something as simple as 10 days later, they've all achieved their goals. And they're like, wait, if I focus on something for 10 days and don't do, you know, a whole lot more than I was already doing, but I just focused on one thing, I can get that much better and how fast it happens. You don't notice it when you're doing it. You don't notice that all of a sudden your pacing feels better. It's easier to hold certain cadences. Those things happen kind of as a result of practicing. Then you look, turn around, you look at your score and you go, God, I just knocked 20 seconds off something I thought it would take me years to do. And it just took, again, 10 days of focus and 10 10 experiences to accomplish a goal you thought was impossible to achieve in such a small window of time. And I couldn't agree more with that. You you wouldn't think about that going into it. Like, oh, I'm going to be doing this for months and months. And And small. we understand enough about the human body to know that we're talking more about anxiety than we're talking about physical adaptation. Like, no offense to anyone in this building, we're not writing programs that change someone's, you know, you know, energy systems and all that in a couple of yeah. days. Like, no. that's just it, it, the real work that's going to take you from whatever, maybe you're capable in the deepest, darkest places of a 658. We're not going to take you from that to 621 because you wrote a 2K every day, that kind of plan. Mm-hmm. But what we're realizing is that anxiety piece is so powerful. I mean, when you're sitting on the rower and it's programmed in class and you haven't done shit, take a look, <laughs> like throw that, you know, check out the whoop, the Apple watch, the whatever, look at your heart rate, see what the anxiety of not being prepared for something there's that's a lot the of the open it. every single year. That's what exactly. everyone feels. They look at their heart rate. Like I did a primer four hours ago. My heart rate's 140. Like what is going on? And it's because it's in your head because you're doing a test you're not prepared for, or maybe you don't think you're prepared for that can set you back. But then you see a lot of, you know, athletes who train consistently and are very confident going into it and going, you know, it's just another workout for me. And they've mastered that mental piece of something that a lot of us would benefit from trying to embrace, understand that they're, that you've done the work already and that you have these experiences and you now you should call upon them to assist you going forward rather than being like, I've never done a thruster before. It's like, you've done hundreds of them. It's, I've never done pull up before. You've done hundreds before. It's kind of interesting. I'm thinking, thinking now that like, as we like, as, as people get older, the number of new experiences we have kind of like it, it reduces. We have different, different, like, uh, 
the experiences that we have, we view in different ways. But as like a younger person, we're experiencing new things on a regular, regular basis and tying it into like the, the fitness thing. Think about like the very first few times or probably first like few weeks, months when you stepped into a gym, like how nervous you were and how that adaptation has now gone, gone away. And for the majority of people listening to this have have kind of passed that threshold. We're not nervous walking through the doors anymore. Right. We might have a workout that makes us nervous, but think, just think about that. Like you need to kind of relearn when you set this big goal over your head, you need to relearn almost how to kind of feel that nervousness and then adapt and over kind of overcome it and realize like it's a, it's a, it's just a different level of, of kind of that adaptation, if that makes sense. It does. And I, I think that CrossFitters are unique in that we realize that specializing in something isn't going to like adapt our worldview as much as we would want. So like we're, we're not specializing, we're doing gymnastics and we're doing weightlifting, we're doing running, we're doing all these things. And that can, I think, bleed into your regular, like just everyday life. And you can think about things from the perspective of maybe I'm not ready for this physical goal yet. But I am really interested in, you know, my education on this subject, or I want to get better at something else that I'm more comfortable with. And that cross training kind of style of thinking can help you realize that, yeah, it just takes some work. Like, and the better I get at, you know, systemizing and setting goals and figuring stuff out, the more I'm going to be able to swallow that in another field. And I think that, like, it's really important for people to realize that you can both take experiences from outside of CrossFit and bring them in and then do vice versa. Yeah, for sure. I th- the I think that what most people don't re- you don't realize it until you have kind of set that goal and are like deep into like attempting to achieve it, how important kind of the the process and the planning is. Like the plan, the plan is nothing, planning is everything. How you get there is where you're making that adaptation. And I think people realize that once you have kind of reached the pinnacle or achieved that goal, it's not it's not the experience of achieving that goal that made that made the difference. It's looking back on everything that you had to do in order to get there. And I think people would also gain a lot if they kind of accepted that setting this goal out there to start and then working kind of putting your nose to the grindstone going through that process going through the planning the every day that is more developmental to you than than achieving the goal like the goal itself you know what i mean yeah finding joy in the process is <clears throat> something that i think a lot of people would benefit from like understanding i'm going to interject did. for one second make sure you just classify do you mean fulfillment do you mean happiness like because I think that can be okay. dangerous. If I'm not happy every second that I'm training, like I don't think I'd be happy at all when I'm training. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> be very honest. I don't feel like that's exactly what I mean. You don't have to be happy during all of your training pieces because things aren't gonna always go your way. But enjoying the process of going in there and understanding that you're working towards something is a very, very good way to approach something rather than being discouraged with your your failures and faults because the road to success is paved with a lot of inconveniences. You're going to be unhappy. Things aren't going to go your way. You know, you're going to not going to have the time you want to do certain things. But if you look at that in the, you know, again, going back to kind of more of a macro view, you look at where you started and where you are now, even if you aren't to your goal, 
if you actually like reflect, you'll see that you've grown and gotten better. And that's really where I think most people would benefit from and be happy from is that they took the time to really just sit down and go, all right, I am growing as a person. And I mean, that's essentially all we're doing throughout our entire life. I mean, you might not get taller, you might get a little bit wider, but you, you, you grow throughout the span of your life, your lifetime. And like Drew said earlier, you can take experience from outside of whatever your goal is and bring them in or vice versa. And having that and having an open mind to growing and understanding that it takes time to get better at things is a recipe for happiness to me. I mean, yes, you might not be happy in a single moment, but you'll be happy when you go back and reflect and see, all right, I've come this far. Why don't I use that excitement and that, you know, as fuel to push me further towards whatever I'm going towards next or down the road towards my goal. Whether most people realize it or not, I think at the end of the day, what they're seeking is fulfillment. Um, and it, it can, it can kind of get mixed up between setting a goal and kind of the why, why you want the goal. Um, and I think a lot of people would realize that, oh, what I'm actually seeking is fulfillment. And in this situation, you know, it's a, maybe it's athletic fulfillment, like kind of peak physical expression, that kind of thing. And then they realize that, oh, my goal is, yeah, that would, that would allow me to fulfill that. But there are also three, four, five, whatever other goals or things that I could achieve that would still fulfill like kind of that deep, that deeper, more meaningful like meaningful thing. So I, I think realizing like set it, the goal is good, but part of the um, like assessment process needs to be that, like you said, that why, like what am, what am I actually in search of? And then does the goal meet that requirement or is the goal just like a thing that like I, I achieve? Exactly. Does it- and I think a lot of people get too hung up on the emotion of am I happy about this going this way or am I sad about going this way when it's, you know, something that happens and kind of like is what it is. Like you have to look at it through an objective lens rather than your like emotion, because there are plenty of times where athletes come into me and go, I'm, I'm fucking done with this shit because I couldn't do this many pull-ups in a row. And, and it goes back to like, all right, well, was, was that like your only goal in the workout? And like, oh no, I was, I was biking as hard as I could. It's like, well, why did you, would you expect that your pull-ups are going to be perfect when you biked as hard as you could? Like you worked on something, you had a goal going into it. And yeah, you might not have the best time in the workout, but when we re- reflect and go, all right, the time wasn't really the goal there. The goal for you in this piece was to be a better biker and then be able to do pull-ups. And you found out today what that line was. You should be excited you found that out. That is what training is about, not the number you have at the end of the day. And I think so many athletes are still so hung up on that because it's just, it's fun to compare scores. It's fun to talk shit, but the ones that have the most success in the sport don't, I, I, you know, bet my life on it. They will, don't care about one random score on a Tuesday, you know, in May. They don't care. Right. And then, like, you know, if we're looking at it from the standpoint of we've, we've gotten someone to at least try to, to do this the right way. They have a goal. They really think that they want it. They're hitting some of those bumps for the first time that, that you're just not used to. And victories can be disguised as so many different things. Like, I, I just... We, this is uh, audio only, so you wouldn't see on the video, but I was just going through my phone because I was looking for John Wellborn posted a thing about moving a pile of rocks and some days you have a shovel and some days you, yeah. some, some days you have a spoon. But you know, if you're moving from this pile to that pile, it's progress. You're moving forward. So 
a lot of times victories are disguised as these tiny wins, these things that you have to almost search for, or like, like you have to know, Hey, the last time that I did this, you know, I held 400 Watts and I'm going to hold 417. Guess what? That's a victory. That yeah. really is. But then also sometimes these massive failures, the things where you like planned on something and you went into it and you were like, I need to be able to improve on this. And then you just bomb. That is a victory for so many athletes because you fixed nine out of 10 things that you were after. Yeah. And what the hell are you doing in the gym if you're not trying to improve? Yeah, you really do learn, learn so much more from failure than success. And it's, again, that mindset turning it like that wasn't a failure. I just learned like 38 different things. There's how, a magnifying I, glass yeah. on this thing that I thought I was decent at. Turns out I'm not, but I got better at all these other things. And now I have another thing to to like take a deep dive into. And I think the mature athlete and the more mature person looks at that as with excitement. They're like, all right, well, I have something to do now. I, it's not like some vague plan. I'll get better. Well, great. Like, what is it? I did something. I didn't do well at it. Well, great. Now I have something to focus on, which is for some people, you know, they walk through the, their training aimlessly and just go, you know, so-and-so says do this. So I do that. And they just follow it, follow it, write a score next to their name, but they don't actually reflect on it and go, all right, well, I found out today I can't do pull-ups after I bike. Well, great. Guess I got something that's to work on. That's fucking outstanding yeah, news. That, that you know exactly news. what you need to work on. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, I just got back from Iceland. I worked with a, a kid over there and he still struggles with that short time domain. Like, and when we did the workout there, you know, he finished middle to bottom of the pack and he was discouraged about that. And he was like, I thought I was better at this. I thought I've gotten better. I'm like, had we done the same workout two years ago, you would have been laughed off the floor type of thing. You wouldn't have been close to those guys. Yes, you might not have beat any of you know, the people that you had targets on their back, but the gap is, is narrowing. And that's the exciting part. Like you see that progress. And sometimes it takes a second to be like, all right, hold on. Let me chat this over with somebody else. Let's talk about this, actually reflect on it. And when I brought that up to him and said, you know, this was two years ago, you had been laughed at, you would have been time capped. It's like, yeah, wait, you're right. I would have been. It's like, you are getting better. But sometimes you're, you know, like you said, you're stuck in the forest. You don't see the trees type of thing. Like you have to always take a step back. And that's why something as simple as like having a buddy that you train with or someone you can just talk to, you know, wife, sibling, whatever, or a coach, you can have those conversations. You can help look in the mirror and be like, all right, it's, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Like I thought it was, I actually am getting better. And I think that's, I mean, and he dared to throw his hat in the ring with, you know, BKG. Like that's a really big deal. Just that, just the concept of being like, I am willing to go out there and see how I stack up against the literally the best person in the world, give or take four or five people at this thing. And yeah, he finished whatever, 12 or 13 places behind him. Too bad. It's not not too shabby. Where (laughs) would you have finished a year ago? And, and, and that kind of thing is important. And then, you know, I think there's, there's probably like some sort of statute of limitations on how far you can take it, but you can be positive for a day or two that you, you, you can't hack it. You're not good enough. I can't do this. Like you don't, if you go there mentally and then just, just give up because you went there one day, one time after one session or one week, you know, we're starting to push it. That statute of limitations (laughs) I'm talking about, if you decide that you don't want to do anything for a week in our sport, unfortunately, that is kind of a big deal, especially mm-hmm. for the like budding athlete. But like you're that's one of the, the block, the like roadblocks is something you're going to come up to. You're going to be positive for whatever reason, life stress, sleep, 
wasn't right, diet's wrong, you know, you're overtraining, you're under-recovered, whatever it is, you're going to have those days where you're like, I can't do this. Should I even be doing this? And you have to allow yourself to go through that and then the next day be like, oh man, I was really in it yesterday. Yeah. And in, in that example, like you say, you've got a, a couple day period where you're just, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know. You, you still go in and, and you do your workout and it's kind of like, fuck, like, okay, I did it. I did it again. Like freeze for a second. You went like two or three days of saying that you wanted to quit somehow still managed to bring yourself into the gym. And I don't give a shit if your if your workout sucked, even if you didn't have any goals, like look back, you just went three days of still working toward your goal, despite the fact that you mentally wanted to quit. You've now kind of come, maybe you're starting to feel a little bit better, whatever nutrition sleeps back kind of on track. You need to look back at that and be like, holy shit. Like I went three days of hating my life. I still, I still went into the gym though. Like that's a win in itself, realizing that you have the resiliency and kind of toughness to, to recognize like, yep, this is going to be a rough patch for whatever reason. I'm just going to keep pushing, get through to the other side. Have that happen all the time with athletes that come to the affiliate class. They come in there, they, you know, maybe they don't do as well in a workout as they want. And then they're like, ugh, I should just stop coming to the gym. I'm done here. And you go back and you go, listen, you came in here. You didn't get good sleep last night. You came in, you gave it your best effort. Yeah. You might not have been your best day, but you came in and you did it. And at the end of the day, showing up is like 90% of the work, like showing up and just trying is a lot of what goes out there. A lot of athletes just give up after a little bit and saying like, Hey, your effort was here. You did your best. That's all we could ever ask for on the, on the affiliate level. Get in, just, just walk in, just yeah. show up at the gym. Like, especially on the days that you don't want to, that's when you need it the most. That's mm-hmm. when you need that human connection the most. That's when you need to beat it out of yourself for lack of a better you know, term like, like assault bike sprints will set you straight in, I don't know, nine times out of 10. That's Great. funny. Cause there was a, a workout with hatchet last week. And one of the, one of the ladies actually asked me, it was three by 30 seconds with a bunch of rest. So something gross, fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, she was like, like Hunter, like, I'm not going to be able to go a hundred percent. Like, should I do something else? And I was like, well, like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for you to go a hundred percent for this day. And what you can still learn from this piece is like on a day that I feel like shit, I don't want to do this. How high can I get the bike and how long can I hold it? And I don't give a shit what your total calorie count is at the end. I don't care how low it is compared to what your capacity is. What you just learned is that on a day when I don't feel like training, when I feel like crap, when I know I'm going to do poorly on this, I can still do X. I can still just will myself or let my body do its its thing without any connection between my brain and my legs i can still make this happen and that is like that's valuable information that's something you can take like on the day when i feel like shit i can still do this no matter what and that's i mean that sums up that article i wrote in in, yeah. a, in a sentence like it the consistency is just people know what that word means and that humility is also part of that it's like, I know that today is not like that day where I walk in and I kick everyone's ass in the workout or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't like any of these movements. It's cloudy outside. I slept like shit last night. I got a speeding ticket on the way to the gym. Like everything's piling up on you. Those are the days where like 
attendance is mandatory. I was just going to say, we did that. We had a dumbbell step over burpee double under workout, which if you put pistols in, it would be my nightmare. Like <laughs> essentially the, like the absolute worst workout for me that I could think of, like just in an affiliate class and didn't really want to do it. But then having done it and learning something like being more efficient, stepping over with the box and just being okay with like, yeah, your score is not going to be that great. You may not have the best score in the class, but just understand that you got a little better today. And when I got done, yeah, I didn't have the greatest score, but I felt a lot better than I did before I started. Like I just felt good, felt good to move my body around. It felt good to practice a skill that I had never practiced before, which was going side to side over the box. Like those are the little victories you got to be searching out. And I thought that was at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Who cares about my score? I got better at something that I didn't, wasn't better at before. I wasn't good at before. Now I'm a little bit better at it. So that made it a lot more enjoyable. And then at the end of the day, it was just effort. Go out and try. Going, going through the motions can't be a, a, like a regular thing. Like you, especially if but you're you trying to be competitive. But you typically don't end up going through the motions. No. Yeah. You, and you might start saying like, I'm just going to do this workout. And how often do you start a workout and realize that you're not feeling quite as bad as you thought you were? Or like you, you, something's feeling better than you expected and you still gain something from it. But even if that does not happen, there is still value in going through the motions. I just, like I said, can't be a regular thing, but there's say, value a couple of years ago, I took that same workout and only been concerned with what my score was at the end of the day. And not that I actually picked something to work at. Like that's something I had struggled with in the past is just being too obsessed with what the score was at the end of the day. And that's something we've all, you know, battled through here. Cause we had a bunch of athletes who competed, you know, at, at going towards regionals and, you know, day in, day out, it ended up being a lot of bickering because so-and-so didn't do the same amount of reps or someone, you know, how did they lift that much weight? But at the end of the day, it became too obsessed with the score. But when you took a step back, now that I do that and I found something to focus on, yeah, I might have felt like I was going through the motions, but I gave myself something small to work towards. Like the, we talked both about macro and micro goals in this, this podcast, but like for me, that was as simple as that. Like I want to really go side to side over the box and hang on to the dumbbells for all 12. And that's all I cared about for the whole workout. And it made the workout worth doing kind of thing. So even on the days where you can't be like super concerned that you get the best score, pick something to focus on. Something small. I mean, those are the sweetest victories too. When you get like, for me, it's an age thing, you know, maturity, whatever you want to call it. When you get old enough to realize that the sweetest victories are those things that you avoided so much when you were younger. Like for me, I have this intense like childhood memory of like, I, I've never been able to run for distance, like never. And there's a million different reasons why as a kid. And a lot of it was just like, like regular sports came natural to me. And then you'd have to run that mile in, in school and full disclosure. I cheated one time. It was supposed to be five laps and you're supposed to carry rocks with you. And I threw two rocks down once <laughs> because my, <laughs> my like 11 year old ego was so upset that I could beat this kid in basketball and floor hockey and whatever. And he would sprint past me like, of course your floor hockey skills should translate to your mile run. Like that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like I've held that with me for so long. And again, one of those people that back in the day would have had that 400 meter sticker on my car as the joke for the, as opposed <laughs> to the 26.2, just because I'm better at that. I think that it is better. The sweetest victory is going out and running five or six miles at a nine something. Like that means a lot to me. That means way more than like back in the day going out and lifting one more pound than Sherb. Like that was a very <laughs> short lived, like, oh, this is awesome victory. Like 
it didn't do much for me. It was, I thought it was funny, but like at the end of the day, those like, (laughs) those like (laughs) super, super sweet victories are over myself. They have nothing to do with any other person. They have to do with me being like, you really do suck at running straight up. Like you should not be in like (laughs) anyone's standards. You should not be in the 1% (laughs) like of like healthy people on earth and like hate the idea of like, like shuffling your feet for longer than five minutes. You shouldn't. And that to me, like going through that and being like, I am strong. I am resilient. Like I can do this, like that kind of thing. Like that, those are the ones that are really good. And we're never going to find those unless we're willing to just start like chipping away at them. Yeah. One, I think a major downfall of, of a lot of these athletes or, or people who are setting goals is comparing yourself to other, other people. You're, the route you take to get to your goal is going to be different. The way the, the, the progress, the, the speed at which you kind of hit those checkpoints is going to be different. Like everything is going to be different. So stop comparing yourself to other people. If you work out with the same people every day and you guys are all doing the same stuff, like it can be super frustrating to continuously get beat by the same person at the same workout, the same movements and whatnot. And not be able to take the step back and say like, but I am better than what I was able to do a week ago. Even though I'm still not catching this person, we're still the same distance apart in these kind of workouts. I am still getting better, which is making, getting me closer to my goal overall and not getting caught in the weeds worrying about other people. I was going to say that's what's been most rewarding with training recently for me in like the last year and a half was it used to be measure yourself against other people that you train with versus measure you to you and going back and starting to do that and making that the focus. Like I'm a little bit better at something that I wasn't you know, that good at a week or two, a month ago, a year ago, whatever that is. That's made training more fun for me again. And I think a lot of people would really benefit from using that in whatever their goal is, whether that's, you know, physical activity or whatever, like look at you to you and see how you've improved and have that be something that fuels you to continue to do so. Because like we said, you gotta have to have action to make things happen. Like they're not going to happen by wishing for them. But at the same time, if you can just look at you versus you and find victories there, it's going to be more fun. You're just going to have more fun. Like we want people to, in our you know, realm or business, like it's about whatever your goals are is coming in, having fun, staying safe and, and doing it over and over again. Like that's what we want our, our membership to do. And if you can just look at you versus you, you see you losing pounds, adding weight to your back squat, you know, improving your friend time. Those are all things that you might not be great relative to the room, but if you've gotten better than you were, like that should be super exciting and feel you going forward. And, I, and for me, that's been the biggest difference is measuring me to me versus me to somebody else. So I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I used you today. You've been used. And Are, I did it. I did it on purpose. You got got. <clears throat> I did it on purpose because I knew that within this like hater troll culture that, that we are all subjected to <laughs> if we go on social media that if, if I'm jaded about something and I know that I am, that I can sit down and I know that I'm going to come out the other side just by saying, this has pissed me off lately. Let's work through it and be adults <laughs> and come out the other side with, with a perspective that's, that's humanized. That's not like, like, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, Steve Bob 7485 on Instagram says that I'm an idiot and I, I don't know what guy. I'm doing. Or says that he really wants this thing and I'm going to, I'm going to help him get there. And then halfway through, he's going to go, eh, isn't very fun. I didn't want it. Thanks though. I didn't actually want it. (laughs) Thank you. That was cool. 
So I, I did that on purpose, both for myself and just as an exercise to say, we can do this. People can do this. People can get together and have an honest, genuine conversation about something to find out stuff that they already knew. Of course, I knew all of this stuff already when it came to goal setting, but I want to put the information out there. I want to put those red flags out there for people to just say, hey, if, if this is the sort of self-talk that you have or you're finding yourself in this place, like you can get out of it. You can do something about it. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts, Hunter, goal setting. Set your goal. Nice. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I like it. Uh, set your goal, whatever that is, then assess whether kind of like why that's your goal. Understand what you're, what you're looking to get out of it, uh, whether that's personal satisfaction, uh, an athletic achievement, whatever it is. Find out, find out why that goal is going to fulfill something that you're looking for, and then go back to your goal and say, yes, this is going to put me on that right track or ah, maybe I didn't actually have the right goal in the first place. Are you, is it the goal that you're looking for or is it something else, some level of fulfillment, happiness, whatever, and then adjust your goal based on that. Otherwise you're going to miss the mark. I say this is sound a little cliche, but you have to enjoy the small victories. You have to enjoy the process of what you're doing and finding, you know, joy in your progress. I feel like so many people, again, get caught in the forest, don't see the trees type of thing. They don't understand that like, even in, like you said earlier, whether you're moving a pile of dirt with a spoon or a shovel, like you are still progressing and that you should look at that with excitement going, all right, yeah, I didn't move as much as I wanted to today dirt wise, but tomorrow I get another opportunity and a chance to prove to myself that I can get better at this thing and have that be exciting every single day. That, and every day is a new opportunity to work towards whatever your goal is. And that should be exciting day in and day out. I think that something I've been playing around with a lot lately in, in my conversations with athletes and, you know, within business is just acknowledging the human condition, acknowledging the fact that, that people are sharing their experiences without knowing it. They're going through something on a, a much more community level than they think. And I think that if you acknowledge it and you talk about it, you can start to have those days where you're positive that you're not going to meet your goal. And then you can wake up the next morning positive again that you are going to get there. I think that it's so important for people to understand that we go through ups and downs. And like, maybe you do share it with someone, maybe you don't, but you can cut yourself a little bit of slack and not, you know, dig yourself a deeper hole the next day until you've decided that, you know, I don't want this anymore. I think that that's such an important topic for people to understand because it does, you know, I've got a pretty damn good life and I go through it. So, you know, you wonder someone who's in, you know, you know, more troubling circumstances, like that's got to be a challenge. So if you're listening to this and that's you, you've got to realize that we are going through this stuff kind of together because, you know, it's relative too. Yes, it's exactly. relative to your own life experiences. What's hard for you might be impossible for somebody else and vice versa. So absolutely. That was episode three of the Unprepared Podcast by Misfit Athletics. The very first audio-only version. Uh, you can, well, you've already found it. Found it. You found it. Congratulations. So you know. Um, <laughs> but subscribe, uh, leave us a review, share all that good stuff. You know, take, take the screenshot and throw it up on social media if you're enjoying this and you want to share it with some other people. And we will see you next week for the Misfit Project. Peace.